Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Florida, and brought to you by Tico People's Gas, at the heart of Florida's energy. As the Orlando Magic prepare to break ground on their sports and entertainment district in downtown, Orlando Business Journal Editor-in-Chief Sean McCrory welcomes the team's longtime leader, who reflects on his career while looking to the future of the franchise. We welcome Alex Martin, CEO of the Orlando Magic. Thank you for joining us, Alex. Thanks for having me, Sean. You're currently the Magic CEO, but many folks may not realize that you joined the Magic almost 35 years ago, initially as the team's public relations director. What would you say has been the greatest attraction for you in staying with the Magic for such a length of time? And what have been some of your career highlights in that time? Well, there are so many attractions that have led me to be with the Magic as long as I have uh, in these two different stints that I've been with the organization. But it really starts with ownership. And, um, you know, the DeVos family are just a phenomenal family to work for and a great sports team owners, great um, community leaders and philanthropists. And they've really allowed me to grow over that period of time in the organization and take on more responsibility from that very first role that I had as public relations director to, you know, making my way up through broadcasting and marketing and ultimately overseeing the business side of the organization. And now today, for the last over a decade uh, as the CEO. So it really starts with them. But, you know, it also, another motivation is the great people that we work for. Uh, One of the great things about the Orlando Magic is the amount of tenure that we have uh, with so many of our employees. We have dozens of employees that have been with the organization 20 years or more. And it's been a great opportunity for me to work with those uh, people to help them grow, to help them grow in their career uh, and to see them flourish in our organization as well. And then, you know, I would also say this great community of Orlando. I came here in 1989 and uh, was here for a decade, left for a few years and came back in the early part of uh, the 2000 decade. And I just love this community, Uh, love living here. I love to watch this community grow in such a way since back in 1989 and and really become you know one of the fastest growing cities and really most forward-thinking cities in the country so it's it's just been a great place to live work and play as you say so there are so many reasons why i've really enjoyed being with the magic for uh, the period of time that i have and then you know in terms of career highlights there are so many first of all you know you look on the court and our two trips to the NBA finals obviously stick out. You know, I always say there's nothing that brings a community together like a championship level team and tragedy, right? And obviously you'd rather have the championship level team versus tragedy. And, you know, our community really rallied around and came together in a major way during both of those periods of time. But then there are, you know, a lot of the business success and accolades that we've been able to achieve as an organization. You know, the true highlight for me was going through the approval process and then ultimately the development and construction of the Amway Center, you know, which was a great achievement, not just for our organization, but for our entire community being part of that community venues plan with the refurbishment of Camping World Stadium. And then obviously the construction and development of the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts also. So, you know, those are certainly uh, career highlights. You know, our Uh, leadership, you know, within the NBA league, you know, many awards and accolades that our team has won 
over that period of time, many years leading in season ticket sales. And, you know, we're going through a period of time right now where we've led the league in group ticket sales for most of the last decade. So, you know, all of those are certainly highlights and it's great to see what's happening today, you know, with the rebirth of our team on the court and our business is flourishing. The addition of the Advent Health Training Facility, the, you know, forthcoming sports and entertainment development. It's been a great career here with the Magic for sure. And there have been many, many highlights. And I'm really grateful to the DeVos family for the opportunity that I've had here. The uh, Orlando Business Journal last spoke with you uh, just before the start of the current season in October of last year. At that time, the team had just opened the Advent Health Training Center that you mentioned How has the team benefited so far from having access to such a state-of-the-art facility as that one? And what are some of the benefits to the Orlando community? Well, on the team side, I would say to you that the benefits have far exceeded anything that we could have hoped for. The fact that we've put so much technologically advanced equipment and opportunities for our players to train, uh, to recover from their training, to recover from injury, and hopefully to prevent injury. But most importantly, what we've seen is that it's brought the team closer together. We just have these incredibly great communal spaces in the facility outside of where the players are working out and getting treated that have really brought the players and the entire staff closer together in a real social atmosphere. We have this incredible epicenter in the building. We call it the family room where everyone gathers for breakfast or lunch or just to have an informal discussion or meeting. And uh, it's really created a stronger bond amongst our players and our staff. And thus, we've seen that our players are spending more time in the facility than they have had in facilities in the past that we've had. So again, they're really enjoying it. The staff is very much enjoying it. And as you said, you know, it's really in a state-of-the-art atmosphere, uh, both from a training standpoint, but also, you know, for the facilities that our staff are able to use in their workplace. And then in terms of what it's done for the community, really for the first time, we put a major healthcare facility in one of the most disadvantaged communities in Central Florida, that being Paramore. And now through our partners at Advent Health, the community of Paramore and, and beyond, you know, all of Orlando, can be treated for any type of sports injury, sports physical therapy, sports orthopedics. The facility has one of the most advanced imaging centers really in the state in that we have an MRI, CAT scan, uh, x-ray machines, but also one of two, only two standing MRI machines in the state. So to have that kind of access and facility uh, right in the Paramore community, I think it has been a, a great benefit to those residents, but also the entire Central Florida community. When we uh, spoke in October, you also expected to begin moving forward on the uh, team's long-anticipated sports and entertainment district with groundbreaking targeted for early this year. Any updates on those plans and uh, timetables? Sure, the plans continue to move forward with our development partner, They're doing a great job of uh, working very closely with the city on all of their uh, permitting approvals uh, and the like. The design has now gone beyond the schematic design of the project. And 
we're very much on track to you know be in the ground this year. Our development partners just finalizing all of their equity partners in terms of the capital stack for the project itself. You know, I think you're you're well aware that it's in total going to be about a half billion dollar project. So it's not insignificant, you know, in terms of raising all the capital and they've been hard at work at doing that. So JMA's uh, done a really good job of continuing to move the project forward. And, you know, we very much uh, still anticipate to be in the ground and started this year. And the timetable would be such that we would be completed, you know, by the end of 2025. You alluded to it a little bit, but how has the uh, project's vision evolved since it was first proposed back in 2011? Well, it's evolved pretty significantly. You know, I think when we originally anticipated the development back, as you say, in 2011, it started with the need for, you know, a corporate headquarters for the magic. And we certainly were aware and had done some studies on the need for more four plus star hotel rooms in, in downtown. And also the need for things like um, better restaurants uh, in downtown, et cetera, for for those that are working and living downtown. And it's really evolved over that period of time. And of course, with the last schematics that we've shown, including a significant hotel, some residential, a small music venue, and then, of course, those restaurants and, and bars and retail that we had talked about. So we're excited about it. You know, we're very close to finalizing agreements uh, for the flag and operation of the hotel, uh, for the um, operator of the music venue. You know, these are all things that will be forthcoming here in the next few months uh, in terms of finalization. Uh, But it really has evolved quite a bit, you know, since that original vision back in 2011. Well, that sounds very exciting. Uh, I certainly hope you uh, reach out to us at the uh, OBJ when uh, some of those plans are finalized. Uh, Certainly from a uh, uh, selfish point of view, working and living uh, downtown, it sounds like a great thing for the community for sure. Well, we certainly hope it'll be a catalyst, you know, for downtown and certainly for the sports and entertainment district on the west side of I-4, you know. What are some uh, additional business strategies that the uh, Magic will be uh, implementing this year? Well, we've really been focused on a couple of things relative to, you know, our fan base and our client base, which because of our great young team, there certainly is quite a buzz around the team. And our business has definitely seen the impact of that as well. Sold out 13 games thus far this season, and uh, we're seeing vast increase in attendance at our games. As a matter of fact, three of the top four largest crowds in our team's history have happened in this season thus far. So the focus has really been on the fan. And so from our perspective, making the experience at Amway Center uh, as good and better as it's always been, trying to find a means by which we personalize and customize the fan experience for each one of our fans has has really been the primary focus of of ours for, for this season finding a way that our fans can interact with the team and absorb our content in a way that's customized and personalized to them. Much like our fans are accustomed to dealing with social media, you know, whether it's an Instagram feed or a Twitter feed, really delivering them magic content where they want it, when they want it, how they want it, and in the form that, you know, they truly want it. And then taking that customization into the 
arena and finding ways that we're delivering product to them in a simple way that's customized for them. So for example, I mean, one of the products that has been really popular with the younger portion of our fan base is our fast break pass. The program where you can buy five games in a month for $49 and you don't get a seat assignment, but on the day of the game, once you're within a mile proximity of the arena, your seat assignment is delivered to you. And dependent upon the demand for that particular game, you may be sitting in the upper bowl one night, but you also may be sitting within four or five rows of the court, another. And so it's been a really popular product with our younger fan base. And again, just another example of how uh, we're trying to customize the experience for different segments of our fan base, but also in, in the way that they truly want to absorb it. Well, that sounds fantastic. One of the things that's, uh, I guess, a big part of uh, the Orlando Magic's uh, involvement with the Orlando community is how much you, you know, there's a partnership there. What lies ahead for the Magic's participation in helping Orlando draw other sports events such as uh, NCAA's March Madness and similar national draws? Well, I think you've heard me say in the past that rising tide lifts all boats, right? And, you know, we've honestly believed that and, and that's why we've been actively participating in the growth of downtown and things like the Dr. Phillips Center and, you know, the support of our friends at Florida Citrus Sports and, and Camping World Stadium. Of course, our ownership group took a minority share of ownership in Orlando City Soccer when the Wilfs purchased the team. So we very much think that the more mass that we can have in the sports and entertainment area, uh, the downtown is, is best for all of us. And, and we participate in that from a leadership standpoint. Of course, uh, you know, we, we have a seat on the board at the Sports Commission. You know, Michael Ford on our team, our chief sales officer, he sits on, on the Sports Commission board and he participates in all of the sports that, you know, the commission attempts to attract. And then, you know, we work to, to try and attract as much uh, to our building and, and to downtown as possible when it comes to sports and entertainment. We've always been actively, you know, in discussions with the NBA and trying to bring our marquee event, uh, the NBA All-Star Weekend, back to Orlando. We were successful in doing that in 2012, and we have been involved in the bid processes, you know, over the course of the last few years in our attempt to bring it back again, hopefully sometime soon. So, you know, the league's got that booked out, of course, this year in Salt Lake City. Next year, it'll be in Indianapolis, and we expect that the bid process will start for the few years following Indianapolis soon, and we intend on participating in that bid process as well. So we continue to try and, and, and do our part and, and bring as much of that sports and entertainment programming you know, to downtown Orlando as we possibly can. Alex Martin's joining us. Next, the connection between the magic and other ventures. When Florida Business Minds continues. People's Gas. Through its innovation and infrastructure investment, People's Gas has maintained safe and reliable delivery of natural gas to homes and businesses since 1895. More about People's Gas at the heart of Florida's energy at floridasenergy.com. What kind of synergy might we see between the Magic and other DeVos family-owned teams, such as the recently announced Pro Pickleball team? As far as our entities, I would say that, you know, the synergies between 
our owned entities today are greater than ever before, whether it's the Lakeland Magic or the Orlando Solar Bears, who, by the way, both of those teams this year are also uh, enjoying record years in terms of attendance. Both of the teams are playing very well, you know, in their respective leagues. So the synergies that occur between them and then, of course, Magic Gaming, you know, our NBA 2K uh, gaming team are greater than ever before internally. And then, you know, the other synergies, we've been working very closely with Jared Dillon and his team over at Orlando City Soccer to find ways, you know, that the two organizations can work together and synergize together because of our common ownership. We've been very much focused on that and working in that regard. And then when you specifically point to pickleball, that is one that is such that one segment of the DeVos family has invested in the pickleball franchise. So that's Dick DeVos and Ryan DeVos and his wing of the family. So it's not across the entire ownership group. Again, I mean, because we've got the infrastructure and the expertise, we lend ourselves in whatever way possible. The Pickleball League, I'm sure as you know, is a little bit different in that they don't play home matches, so to speak. It's more like the PGA Tour, you know, where it travels all around the country and has different events during the course of the year. I think the closest it's going to come to Orlando is Daytona Beach in this calendar year. We try to lend our expertise and our synergy as much to every one of our products as we possibly can. Well, in addition to being the CEO of For the Magic, you also are a trustee of the University of Central Florida here in Orlando. What are you looking forward to regarding UCF's growth and how does this growth benefit the larger Orlando business community? Well, I would tell you that of all the you know volunteer boards and volunteer uh, opportunities that I've had, you know, my time on the board and now as chair at UCF is really one of the most gratifying things that I've done, you know, in terms of my volunteerism. And um Right now, you know, the, the university is under great leadership from Dr. Alex Cartwright as president. And, you know, I've really enjoyed working closely with him. And, you know, we're very much focused on trying to find opportunities for the university that can address our workforce needs. One example of it, you know, has been our work in attempting to secure a new nursing building down at the Lake Nona campus so that we can really address the major shortage of nurses in the state of Florida, in particular in Central Florida. So that's just one example of our focus on workforce need. We definitely are planning on focusing on the need for the growth of interdisciplinary research at the university. You know, the university through its work in modeling and simulation really has a unique opportunity to focus on that interdisciplinary research and what needs there are, again, for our workforce in Central Florida. So, um, you know, in my role as chair, I've convened uh, several industry panels that have come before our board meetings just to discuss what the workforce needs are. You know, we did one panel with our tourism industry, our, our parks, or the leaders of, of those organizations to understand what their needs are. Uh, we also did another panel at one of our board meetings with the folks in, in our defense industry and the space industry so that we can understand what their needs are so that we can prepare our students to be great employees and to fill the opportunities that uh, all of those great companies have here in Central Florida. So that's been our focus and certainly, you know, attempting to 
strengthen our relationship with the university within the state university system. I think we've done a good job of that. And also, you know, with the legislature to help us fund the kind of things that are necessary to be funded in order for us to grow these areas, particularly in workforce development. So those have been a lot of our focuses. And then, you know, happy to have been a part of the attempt and ultimate success of getting the athletic program into the Big 12, you know, which I hopefully lent a little of my sports expertise to that process and, you know, was was happy to help Terry Mahajer and President Cartwright achieve that goal. And, And we're very excited about, you know, getting the athletic program into the Big 12 starting next year. Fantastic. And finally, are there any new uh, community or diversity, equity, inclusion efforts expected from the Magic this year? Well, I would say that this year we've done more in the areas of diversity, equity, and inclusion than we ever have as an organization. Not to say that we didn't do a lot, you know, in the past, but we strengthened that with the addition now going on almost two years of a new chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer in Isuma, who comes with an incredibly high level of expertise in the space immediately coming to us from the USTA. And Isu's done a really good job of creating programming, uh, creating outreach, and also focusing our organization internally, making sure that our makeup as a staff reflects the fan base that supports us. Just a few of the examples, just this past week, we had our first HBCU night, you know, at one of our games, uh, celebrating, you know, all of our historically black colleges and universities in the state, in particular, uh, you know, in our area here. We've had very successful forums for a lot of our diverse community groups. So our Hispanic Business Forum, our African-American Business Forum, have been both incredibly successful programs. And ISU has done a really good job of creating employee resource groups for various segments of our uh, staff, whether it's the women in our staff and having a resource group for them or the LGBTQ plus staff members, et cetera. So internally, we've really focused in that regard. And I'm also happy because of the programming that ISU has led that as an organization, we now have more representation on our staff, of people of color and women than we ever have, you know, in, in the history of our organization. So a lot of great things happening, uh, a lot of it, you know, primarily because of the leadership of ISU. We will continue to do that moving forward so that, again, you know, our organization really reflects that of our community and of our fan base. And we're proud of our efforts. We've been recognized, you know, by our league because of our efforts in the NBA. And we'll continue to do that across all of our lines, uh, whether it's the Solar Bears or the Lakeland Magic or Magic Gaming, and in particular, the Orlando Magic. Wonderful. Well, Alex, I very much appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. This has been a great conversation. Well, great, Sean. I greatly appreciate you having me on and uh, uh, look forward to uh, continuing the relationship moving forward. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Alex Martin's joining us. Thank you for downloading Florida Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Florida and brought to you by Tico People's Gas at the heart of Florida's energy.